GNT. What up? I'm Tisha. And I'm Gidget. And we are here to have some things to say to you. Um, all kinds of things to say to you. We're going to talk about a drink in a minute. And we're going to talk about safety hose. We're going to talk about the White House Correspondents Dinner. And we're going to get a little real with life and tell some really real things to go fuck themselves. Welcome back. Say, how about you try a refreshing gin and tonic today? This is GMT with Gidget and Tish. All right, we're going to talk a little for half a second about this thing I'm drinking because it's red and it's sexy and it's my variation of a recipe I found because I didn't have all the ingredients. So I made some shit up and it's called Chain Me to the Bedpost. We're going to get back to the name when we get into Safety Ho, but we're starting with Twitter. So this week in Twitter, a few things happened. The first one being Janelle Monet dropped her really great album, Dirty Computer. If you haven't listened to it yet, please go do so right away. It's just fun and it's carefree and it's just wonderful. And those of you who follow me on Twitter also know that this week, my boo in my head, Janelle Monet came out as pansexual, <laughs> which means I have a chance. And I'm going to take it. Good, good. I'm proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Take that chance, baby. Safety ho. Sorry. So so this week we're also going to talk about the White House Correspondents Dinner. So those of you who don't know, every year the White House throws a Correspondents Dinner where basically reporters get to come. Reporters, comedians, and other folks get to come and make fun of the White House and the White House can't say shit. Theoretically. Yeah. So this White House Correspondents' Dinner, the wonderful Michelle Wolf went up there and gave a very real, very funny monologue and everyone lost their shit. But let's talk about how every goddamn year, that's how the Correspondents' Dinner goes. It's a roast. It's a roast every year. And every year, somebody gets all butthurt. And this was like... I guess 45 got butthurt and called all the journalists. So then all the journalists were like, we're so sorry. And what she said was so rude. She didn't say she was grabbing them by the pussy. She didn't say they were all rapists and murderers. He didn't imply, she didn't imply that she was going to date her own children. No, no, no. She didn't do that either. She said Sarah Huckabee had a great smoky eye and was a liar. I'm sorry. Is that inaccurate? No. I don't know. I actually haven't judged her smoky eye. Maybe that is inaccurate. It might be. But people like <laughs> lost their minds and were like, how dare she say bad things about 45? Yeah. And someone yeah. said it best on Twitter. It's like, the reason people are upset is number one, she called out the 53% of white women who voted for Trump. <laughs> and she called out the media. And she said, you know, the media is complicit in this too. The media is the ones, you know, he doesn't sell your steaks or all that other nonsense that 45 tried to sell, but he sells your newspapers. So you're complicit in his shit. And people got really pissed about that. Mm-hmm. And so the, um, the uh, someone had to issue an apology and people are going around no. and calling her and saying, oh, how dare she make fun of us. But and- there was some funny shit about somebody who walked out and I don't even remember who it was. I don't remember who it he was, walked out. he walked out. He's like, I walked but, out with my wife. But then they went to the after party with MSNBC and NBC. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, no. Spicy was there. Spicy was there and said that it was a shame of what happened. And everyone was like, dude. It was a shame that grownups can't acknowledge that they suck. Not even that. Do you know how many memes there are of Spicy? He (laughs) tried to go and what, Dancing with the Stars or some shit? But that, that is what disgraced the White House. Oh, boo-hoo. So if you haven't, go on Twitter and look up the White House Correspondents Dinner. Shit was... It's it's ridiculous. It's super ridiculous. It's a good giggle, though. I it's mean, so, it's also really funny. And it's also those, funny to see all, all the women going up for Michelle Wolf. Snowflakes? Snowflakes? They need their safe space so that their feelings won't get hurt. Oh, okay. This week in All the Feelings... Speaking of feelings, all of um, the feels, this is us, always all of the feels. Um, less feels this week. I did okay. This week was, I felt like this week was much more. It was a bridge a, episode. Yeah, it was definitely a bridge. But you're also kind of seeing the, I think you're seeing more of the dynamics. Yeah. Um. So for those of you who don't know, we are probably the last two people in the continental United States who have never seen a single episode of This Is Us. Untrue, because we've seen three of them now. We, we have. So we are slowly but surely getting through all of the episodes. And it's on season, what, like four now? Like five or six. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we're behind. We're, at some point, we're really going to get our lives together enough to do two, two episodes, episodes at a time, but so far, we're one, gonna be one at a time. It's not um, yet. <laughs> so we're, we're recapping, so feel free to watch with us. Um, feel free to email us. Please don't give us any spoilers, but we're slowly but surely rewatching This Is Us. If you don't want spoilers, this is the part of our podcast you skip ahead, P.S. Um, so yeah, but this week... A lot of uh, episode three, season one, episode three. That's where we are. Basically a, a bridge episode. They kind of carry things for a lot of the folks. You see some development. They pick up with uh, um, the dad and the parents showing up. I've just blanked on everyone's name. Wow. It's been a so long week. The, um, the Mandy Morris character <laughs> shows up at Randall's house. Yeah, with and the best friend. And with, everybody's like, oh. Right, with the best friend, with the dad's, the bi- with the dad's best friend as her new husband. And you can tell Randall's very cool towards him, doesn't hug him, doesn't really, he's like, hey, you, and not like, hey, dad, or whatever. So you can tell this seems like a recent-ish development, and not everyone's cool with it. But there's another bombshell that comes in of this. So he pulls his mom aside and he admits to her that he went and found his dad. And then through a series of flashbacks, you learn that she did too. When he was a baby, she went and tracked him down. She knew who he was. She knew where he was. And she kept that from everyone. And so she at some point says, I want to go talk to your biological dad. So she goes and talks to him. And says like oh you can never know like you can never tell randall that i knew you and didn't allow him to have a relationship with you because it seems like at least he um randall wanted a relationship with his biological dad yeah. and just you know it was a oh we can't find him so whatever oh and can we also talk about how we all need a toby because dude the fucking singing thing yeah so kate can sing girl's got a voice mm-hmm. and he decides that she needs to sing for an audience and she's like fuck this he comes and picks her up in a car he's dressed like a chauffeur he tells her she's going to a gig takes her to the nursing home where his aunt is and is like most low-key audience ever all the old people they're 
half asleep, sing for them. And she nails it once yeah. she like gets over Absolutely. herself a little bit. Right. But she sings I need time a Toby. after time. I need a Toby. And it was so great. But then you also see, so like she's on a high, she just sang, she sang great. They end up making out in like the storage closet of the nursing home. The phone rings, it's her brother. She stops making out with Toby because her brother hooked up with some crazy chick and is locked in the closet because the crazy chick is throwing shit. He for real needs to grow up. But Which they, is actually what he admitted to her when he was like, you need to not answer the phone, like, always. Like, right. we both need you to not answer the phone because I'm a grown-ass man. Right. And that's... Because he ain't a grown-ass man. He's a man-child. But he's all, she's also working as his assistant, so that's literally her job. Yeah. Is to answer his phone calls and do all of that stuff. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be interesting to see what she does now that he... She, she's fired um but kevin is moving to new york to be a broadway star or some other nonsense we'll see we'll, we'll see. see how long that lasts but he basically charged kate with like oh i want to move to new york in three days get me there so she's arranging the hotel and packing the house and da 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 and toby kind of like laid it down though he was like i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna play second fiddle to your brother and she was like you have to and then she realized that was some dumb shit to say because everyone needs a toby everyone needs a toby um so this this week was sort of a filler what else happened this week um you see how you see that randall's original name when he was brought home for the hospital was actually kyle um and they wanted yeah they were all supposed to be k's um and you also see that they never really the parents Why can we never remember the mom's name mandy, mandy, mandy Moore, Moore could, she, she couldn't handle that shit she wasn't bonding with him she was really struggling and she was like i have to rename him i can't like right I, because they realized they hadn't actually grieved the child that they lost or, or at least she hadn't right you know dad had thrown himself into bringing home his three babies and he had found his purpose in saving this other child and making it a thing and she just hadn't had dealt with it yeah, she hadn't yet. dealt with her grief. So, and then the third child, I'm assuming, is named Kyle. And Randall gets the name Randall um, after his biological dad's favorite pod- poet, Dudley Randall. And that's how this episode pretty much ends. Um, not a lot happened here, but it was definitely... It was a character building episode. It was, it it was, was a, a character it was a episode. Because you could see that like Toby's not going to just take her shit um the daughter has to sort of find her own life in her own way kevin's moving to new york and finding his way you you get to see how much kevin needs to grow up you get to see how much kate needs to believe in herself right and also find her own life that's not revolving around her brother yeah yeah you see how she's used that they've used each other as a crutch yeah their entire lives but then you also see then they've used each other as a crutch and nowhere in that is randall that's true. And so you remember from the previous episode that Randall, um, that Kevin calls Randall and is like, I haven't been a br- good brother to you, have I? And he's like, nah. <laughs> so you start to really see that it was, it seems like it's Kate and Kevin and Randall's separate. He's the other. He's literally the black sheep. Yeah, quite literally. But definitely 
getting into the series, enjoying it. I think it was a good pick. I don't know how I've never watched it. Yeah, no, and now we're going to have to start really with the, because it's going to yeah. come back in the fall, and if we literally do one episode every two weeks. We're this... going to get there. We're <laughs> going to get there, folks. Now we're we're going to get our shit together. We're going to start doing two episodes <laughs> at a time. Y'all need to encourage us. You should email us and hit us up on Twitter to do that, and Tish knows those things. What's our email? So, uh, if you want to email us, email us. We're G and T pod. That's G, the letter N, T pod at gmail.com if you want to get at me i'm at i don't do nature on twitter or you can get at uh the podcast at twitter that's g and t pod that's g a n d t pod uh for twitter and you know get at us let us know what you thought of the episode let us know if you have any questions let us know if you have any topics you'd like us to cover and someday i'm going to figure out what my twitter actually is so that people can hit me up too i just don't actually know my twitter oh god i haven't used it in years i i get on and i like browse things i just don't post ever so i don't <laughs> actually know my own twitter, twitter handle, handle. Cool. yeah we'll work yeah. on that we'll get i'm there. a grown-up eventually eventually <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with our drink recipe. Mixology. All right, we are back and it's time to chain me to the bedpost. So our chain me to the bedpost, this drink is... Wait, wait, wait. I want to give the story behind how we got Ah, to this drink first. So... We have our safety hoe segment coming up. I promise we're going to explain why the hell I keep saying safety hoe. But um, in keeping with safety hoe, we wanted a fun, sexy drink idea and started looking up some recipes. Tish found a couple good ones that I did not have the ingredients for, and I was not going out in the rain to buy some things. Yeah, it's so, we're in Boston. It's cold and rainy today. But it's going to be 80. Okay, I digress. I digress. Yeah. I can say the words. Uh So, yeah, I'm feeling my drink. Um, So, the chain me to the bedpost. I went searching for something that was gin-based. Didn't have luck finding anything gin-based that wasn't, like, all of the liquors, variations of Long Island kind of things. And eventually came across one called Time Me to the Bedpost that was vodka-based. And I'm I'm a vodka girl, so I was on board with this. Except I didn't quite have everything it called for. It called for SoCo, which I swear to God I thought I had. Couldn't find any of that. And it called for OJ. And I was like, that's okay. I can put some Contro in it and call it even because it'll give it a little orange kick. And I'll just give it a little tonic. We'll make it work. Um, but we're going to rename it. And it's a Chain Me to the Bed Post. So the Chain Me to the Bed Post, we're going to start with some ice and a, what kind of glass is that? This is a highball glass. And a highball glass. That's what I thought. I'm getting better at this. <laughs> You're learning. <laughs> Slowly but surely. So some ice um, and a highball glass. We did Tito's Vodka, one ounce. Amaretto, one ounce. We're just going to say that also, buy the cheap Amaretto. It's so worth it. I like buy the local liquor store brand of Amaretto. It's totally, it doesn't matter. It's not a liquor that you need to buy the fancy okay. kind. Um, after your Amaretto, you're going to add one ounce of Bullet Bourbon. A half ounce of control. Uh, so with the grenadine, I'm going to pause you here because we did half an ounce of grenadine. It gives it this great, sexy red color. 
but it's awfully sweet. It's if you sweet. do not like, so the original recipe called for an ounce of grenadine, which seemed like way too much to me, and I cut it to half an ounce. It's still really sweet. If Here's you the, don't, don't like a sweet drink. Hold on, let me finish the, the recipe, but I don't think it's that sweet. Okay. So then you're going to do anywhere from a quarter ounce to a half ounce of grenadine, no more than a half ounce, two dashes of orange bit, orange bitters, and then you're going to top with your favorite tonic or soda, and then you have your chain me to the bedpost. So yeah, I think this is really super sweet. It called for orange juice. I used tonic instead, so I cut the sweetness a little bit there. And I did Contro and grenadine instead of just an ounce of grenadine. So I cut the sweetness a little bit there, and I, I still feel like it's a very sweet drink. It's delicious, and it's potent. It's, it's potent. So I that's why I don't think it's that sweet. Yeah, it's I because just the grenadine this. and the Contro, they really hide the burn they so like do. when you drink it it's sweet with a delayed burn like it's sweet it's really like candy sweet on the tongue and then as it goes down it starts burning it's like, like oh that's warm that, but like, it's a comforting warm it's like because it's tito's and it's bullet it's not like it's cheap liquor that i right, put in no, here but so it's, it's a, a comforting like warm you're not expecting and it's potent uh gidget's had one and she i haven't even finished you one. haven't finished it i've had a couple <laughs> sips and, and i'm I like ate. i ate before you came over so i'm not drunk Wait, no, I shouldn't no, be drunk. I'm drunk. I'm getting there. Drunk. I'm getting um. there. And the problem is I could really just drink this very quickly because of the sweetness to it. And um, the danger with the sweet drinks is the hangover factor. Mm-hmm. And But also they're very drinkable and I could just sit. Tastes like, it literally tastes, tastes like, like red Kool-Aid-ish. And you would drink it like red Kool-Aid and then all of a sudden your legs wouldn't work. But it's not quite Kool-Aid because the grenadine's got that cherry and then we get a little orange note to it. The amaretto gives it that almond. So it's like orange, almond, and cherry, which is a delicious Delicious. dessert combo. Like a cherry Garcia. Ooh. It tastes like a cherry Garcia. I'm just saying, chain me to the bedpost and I did a beautiful job with it. Yeah. (laughs) What's on our minds? All right, so chain me to the bedpost. We're going to get there because it's time for some safety ho. Safety ho is a topic that I was thinking of because it's spring. It's going to be summer soon. In Boston, it's going to be 82 days this week. You know what that means? Ho season. It is ho season, and I am all on board with ho season. I love ho season. I got two weeks, and then I've cleared my schedule for ho season. The thing with ho season and the reason this is safety ho is because whatever you want to do and however you choose to do it, you need to do it safely. And not just we're not just talking physical health. We're talking mental health and emotional health as well. Because because hoeing around is not for everyone. Let's right. start with that. So that's the it first thing. It is not thing. for everyone. You have to have a certain mindset to hoe around. You got to understand that when you're hoeing, you're having one night stands. Maybe you get a friends with benefits. But this is not your man. If he says, oh, I'm going out on a date, okay. You, you coming over after? You are after for the pure, pure physical aspect. You are not doing it for the emotional love of it all. And and you need to be able to recognize when you're feeling emotional about someone and decide and have that conversation with that person. Because like we talked about last time, communication is all about communication. If you're going to one night stand it, whatever, you're one night stand it, you're both on the same page, clearly. But if you're going to if you're going to hook up with and have the friends with benefits or whatever other level of a regular hookup as part of your safety ho season, 
you really need to be on the same page with that person because it's just no fun when you're not. Like somebody gets their feelings hurt and you can avoid that by talking about it. Right. Now, imagine if, you know, you're hooking up with someone and you're like, oh, I really like this person. They talk about their mom and their sister. They're so sweet. You know how you avoid this? I have a rule. If you're out there one night standing, hoeing around, or purely fuck buddies. Now, there are different levels. Mm -hmm. Pure fuck buddies is come we do one of two activities eat and by eat i mean in the house you never actually leave the house eat in the house fuck watch tv in the house fuck yeah that's it you are pure but you don't you go on dates fuck. you do you not don't go, go on, on dates. dates you do not leave someone's house your house his house car whatever but you don't leave your <laughs> fucking area you live you do not leave the fucking area that's it you're purely fucking then we have friends with benefits and your friends with benefits you can hang with. You can even actually go on something that resembles a date with your friends with benefits. Because we know I go on dates with all my girlfriends, so why not? <laughs> um, yeah, you can you can have your date and you can have your fun. You can hang out and watch your favorite TV show and not have sex. That's the thing. The friends with benefits, the difference between a fuck buddy and a friends with benefits, the biggest difference. With a fuck buddy, the only time you're with that person... The end result, the end goal is that you are going to have sex on that occasion. As the friend with benefits, it means you actually spend time with each other that isn't about sex. Right. So this is a person that you're attracted to, maybe not super passionate, throw me to the bed attracted to. But when you but see them naked, I don't mind you're not. You. <laughs> right. You're like, nah, okay, I'll do that. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. That works for me. Sometimes you're like, mm, yeah, I can't wait to take that. But honestly, but ninety percent, I, I would say about a good eighty-five percent of the time, you're like, okay. No, I've had some sexy friends with benefits oh, that just like that. Just I'm like, you know, you are an amazing lay, and for one reason or another, you're not the person I want to spend my life with. Usually, that reason is you're actually just not that smart. Yeah, it's usually you're not that smart, <laughs> or. You're super, God, super I sound insecure. No, you are. But okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> or you're just I'm a little like, too buzzed to care. <laughs> but it's it's also one of the things like I had a friends with benefits that I was like, you're super insecure. I like fucking you, but you're very insecure, and I don't want to have to deal with that. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, 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 no. But the friends with benefits is you care if they have a bad day. But you know if you were ever together, you'd murder each other. Like, if you were in a long-term relationship, mm. you'd kill each yeah, other. Yeah, I've had some of those. I've had some of those. So I was like, sex is great. We should the, not the, be together. The nice thing about friends with benefits is that I'm actually still friends with several past people that were benefits and are no longer benefits. But that's also a different kind of... Let me say this. All but one or two of my friends with benefits, we ended up not being friends because someone in most situations feelings everyone someone catches feelings and when you catch feelings because this is a person they're your friend so you care about them anyway and now you're boning so now like our vaginas are like all up in it and if our genitals are all up in it and my head's all up in it because we're friends and my heart's all up in it because we're friends then why don't we just be in a relationship and the other person says I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to commit to you I don't want to do that and someone catches feelings and now you're at out of the safety hub so yeah don't catch feelings if you're going to try and safety and then of course the last level is you are in a dating or in a relationship if you've had that sort of some sort of commitment talk but but let's even let's even talk about that like it's okay to be in non-monogamous relationships too some of us are we do that that's a thing um but 
feelings. Feelings are a mess. So you have to talk to people. I'm really, really feeling drunk. this drink. Wow. Told y'all this was you want that sweet. <sighs> Take the sweet. And mm-hmm. and let's let's like so far when I've talked about drinks, I've given recipes based on my finger pours. I actually broke out the the shot glass and measured out my pours on this one to be able to give because it had so many things in it to be able to give a good mix. So like I know exactly how much I drank and I am feeling it. All right, now let's get back. So we're talking about polyamorous relationships. The thing is, is that again, and this is what I say, communication. But a thing I've noticed in online recently is people not being clear when they're saying they're poly- they're into a polyamorous lifestyle or not being clear about that. Someone will be like, I don't want a polyamorous relationship. And the other person's like, okay, so we should have a polyamorous relationship. Or someone will say, I'm not into that. And the other person is just sort of very generally like, yeah, no, we should totally and do this. So here's the thing. I want to I wanna stop a second and explain polyamory. So this is a lot of people struggle with the difference between an open relationship and a polyamorous one. Polyamory implies that you have feelings involved for multiple people. So um, polygamy is being married to more than one person. Polyamory generally though you might have a primary relationship or even be married in that primary relationship, but you have relationships with other people. Typically, you know, folks that are polyamorous will refer to more than one person as a partner or as their girlfriend or might have a wife and a girlfriend, um, where an open relationship means basically you're non-monogamous. Like you still have sex with other people, but you don't typically have that level of relationship. So an open relationship, you might have a fuck buddy, but you're not gonna like have two boyfriends going on. Um, Or you might have one night stands or like somebody that you hook up with occasionally outside of a primary relationship, but your primary relationship is still the only relationship in the equation so people can talk about being okay with an open relationship and they can talk about being polyamorous and those aren't always the same thing and this is again where communication matters because everyone defines these things a little bit differently right and if you say i'm i want an open relationship but i think open relationship means polyamory now we're gonna have issues because i just see you boning different people every night yeah and I mean, you know, maybe maybe you get off on that. Maybe I get off on knowing that you're boning somebody else. Okay, but maybe I don't want you to take her on a date to my favorite restaurant and that's going to piss me the fuck off. Like you need to have a, a really open level of communication to be able to do those things. If you're, you know, if you have a fuck buddy, fine. Nobody cares. You Fuck buddy to me, it's understood that right. you do whatever you want when you're not with that person. Mm-hmm. Friend with benefits typically is pretty supportive of your other relationships, although not always. But like a friend with benefits, again, though, you understand you're not dating that person. Usually you do still date other people. Maybe I, I had a friend with benefits at one point that our understanding was we both were looking for something that was a lot more than what we had we're still great friends we've been great friends even though we've stopped the sex part of things years ago um but we still dated other people and our agreement was that when we reached the point where we wanted to have sex with someone else that's when we would stop sleeping together right um which happened he moved halfway across the country for the new girlfriend when he found one finally but we had a friend with benefit things for like two years so now we're talking about 
talking about the type of relationship you want and that's one way to sort of protect yourself emotionally I'm not going to get I'm not going to get emotionally invested in this relationship whatever um fuck buddy situation because we are not together so emotionally the definition can help you protect yourself because then you know what it is and if you ask like don't lie to me and be like oh no baby you my only one and only like we all grown. I'm sleeping with other people. Okay, then let me make the choice whether I want to sleep with you or be in that relationship with you. That's my choice. And that's why I have such a problem with cheating. Not that you fuck someone else, although that's its own level of disrespect if we had an understanding that you wouldn't be fucking other people. But you didn't let me make the choice. Yeah. Whether I want to stay with you or not, whether I was comfortable with this or not, you took my agency, my choice away from me. But that's a whole separate issue. But that's so that's emotional um protecting yourself the other type of protecting yourself is physical wrap it before you tap it wrap it before you tap it i love it when they tell you in school i don't know i went to catholic school they tell you some weird shit when they (laughs) tell you in school that you're having sex with everyone that that person had sex with yeah, here's my whole thing. You're hoeing. We're not talking relationships. You were talking hoeing. And you might have met him at a bar an hour ago, and that's fine. If you he's might have talked to him you online get it in, for two weeks get and it built in. up your pussy to it, it was like the greatest thing ever in the world. Get it so in. So why don't you have condoms? You are grown as fuck. What my mom used to I say? I have them. I have drawer. them. I have them in my drawer. Oh, I need to check the expiration date. Check the expiration date check on that shit, Check the expiration date. Every little, even if you're not having sex, every once in a while... Check Just the check, the date. check the expiration date and buy some new ones if you need to. You're grown. We're also, you... though, not just condoms. Ladies, the condoms do you for the STDs. They are not the best method of birth control, however. So get yourself on some birth control. I am a huge fan of IUDs. Yeah. My Most of my ladies have them. I have a hormonal IUD. I have not had a period in like six years now because I actually just got mine replaced which I thought was going to be the worst thing in the world it was not as bad as I thought just for those of you that are like not sure about that part so the hormonal gets replaced about every five years and for a lot of people very significantly or even reduces or even actually stops your period again haven't had one in like six years guys listening to us if you are uncomfortable with me talking about periods get over yourself just gonna say that no um, you you should my one of my best guy friends I remember I was in his car and I was like oh we have to stop at CVS I don't have any tampons in my purse and he was like oh open the glove box and I was like why do you have tampons and he was like because I have the a best girlfriend. human ever he's like I have a girlfriend you're one of my best friends and I have a little sister why wouldn't I have tampons in my car that is the right answer so the other type of IUD is the copper IUD some people do have a copper or concerns about a copper allergy so it's not the right choice for everyone but it's non-hormonal so if the hormones are an issue the only thing with the copper is that from what I hear it does not have the benefit that the morena does where it stops your periods or makes no, them lighter it can actually make them worse it sometimes. can make them so worse talk to your gyn for those of you who are like I don't have a gyn or mm-hmm. I haven't had time to find but one for Planned Parenthood walk for in, me do it up No one told me about an IUD until I was in law school, actually, and I learned about it. And they were like, oh, yeah, you've had a kid. It's a better choice for you. Go ahead and do this thing. And I was like, holy shit, why did no one tell me about this years ago? They used to only recommend them for women who'd already had children because apparently that makes it a little easier to put in. They've 
changed that and started recommending them more. But there's a second level to this. When I told my mom I was getting an IUD, she was like, but, but the risks. Apparently, back in the, like, 70s or 80s, when they first like became big, there were some issues with some of them and they were having problems and there was a lot of concern about infection. And so like, it was a thing that no one did because they were afraid to. That is not the case anymore. I've had one put in, I've had one removed and a new one put in. It's all good. Talk to your OBGYN. If you've never heard of or understand how an IUD works, talk to your doctor about it. It is a thing that everyone should be doing because it's hands-off well not everyone they recommend them if you're sure you don't want to have children soon they're good for five to ten years five years for the marina ten years for the copper you do have to have it removed to have children so they don't want to put it in if you think you might have kids in the next year or two but for real if kids aren't on your radar if you want to be able to do your thing and know that you're safe even if the condom breaks or whatever the hell else goes wrong Get yourself an IUD. Be a safety hoe. Hoe it up, but do it the right way. And for those of you who are talking about cost, Planned Parenthood does do them for free. Uh, thanks to Obama, right on. Uh, birth control is free under most health plans now. Your GYN can put one in tomorrow. Just call it, her. It takes about an hour. You're going to be a little crampy for a couple days. So, you know, do it on a Friday when you can sit on your couch for the weekend. But it's not the worst thing it's not terribly painful it doesn't take very long to do it they're a great thing and then you know you're set no matter what happens while we're on the subject of physical let's talk kinky (laughs) first i'm gonna reveal some things about tish she does not have as much experience in the more unusual extracurricular activities as i do And I introduced her to a friend of mine who has the best toy box in the world. And let's just say she was like a kid in a candy shop. And it was amazing and hilarious. And we had the best time. It was great. It was really fun. So when we're talking kinky, you're hooking up. Consent, consent, consent. Consent, consent, (laughs) consent. And communication, communication, communication. (laughs) If you're talking to someone and you're, I don't know, you're getting kinky with your your boo. And you decide we're going to try that spanking thing. But if spanking holds a trauma for me, you're going to bring back some bad memories. We can go from sexy time to go fuck yourself in a matter of three seconds. Oh, wait, we're going to do that in a second, too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but we, so you got to talk and be like, hey, babe, I want to try this thing. Are you okay with it? I don't know. Let's try it. And we'll see. If I tell you to stop, stop. Okay, let's try it. But there's no reason to be vanilla and you're sexy and you're kinky. You a safety hoe. You brought your own condoms and your own lube. You ready to ride that man into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And all kinds, there are all kinds of kink. And whatever you're into, if you are curious about something, look it up online. Google? In the year 2018 friend. of our queen Google Beyonce, Google exists and is free. If you want to try some things that you're not so sure about, you can also have safety words. People are, you know, sometimes uh, a little concerned that they're going to do some things they might not like, especially when it comes to forms of restraint. Um, like if, a Tommy to the bedpost. If you are if you are chained to the bedpost, um, you want to be able to stop things. Um, safety words are a great way to do that. And depending on you know, who you're with and what kind of level of comfort you have with that person. Um, you know, you may or may not need a safety word. Most people say you should always, always, always have a safety word. I don't subscribe so hard to that rule because I also have a level of communication with folks 
where they know the difference between me saying, I'm not sure about this and me saying, no, stop. Um, but it depends what you're going to do and what you, you know, what you're interested in and how well, you know, the other person talk about it before you start, get on the same page before you start, make sure you know, if there are hard limits for you, a hard limit means that it is a thing you will not do no matter what. So for me, hard limit knife play, that's a thing that people do. Uh, uh, never, never, never happening in my world. So knife play hard limit. So Um, I feel like this is a topic that we could literally go on for, for we could, I agree a very long oh, time yeah. and I think we're I think we should do an episode on kinks we should so we will. that may be an episode we do in the future you know probably in the summer when it's sunny out and we've each had a couple gin and tonics we'll go on and we'll <laughs> or have a couple epi- chain me to the bedposts <laughs> either or I don't even need a couple I'm pretty good <laughs> the one but we can and we'll talk about kinks and kinkiness and things of that nature but just finishing up safety ho you're grown carry your own condoms but like Drake said, nice for what? Don't do anything you don't want to do. If someone says, hey, how are you? You say good. And then 30 seconds later, like, let's fuck. And you don't want to fuck? Say no. Nah, oh, no oh, thank you. You mean like you... that dude that told me it was his birthday? And I was like, that's cool. What are you doing? And he was like, want to fuck? Yeah, no. No, I don't. Right. Like, you don't, don't do anything <laughs> that you don't want to do. Nice for what? If someone is moving too fast for you, you say slow down or you say, nah, not for me. And if someone's moving too slow for you, put it out there. Say, hey, so I want to do some more than this. And if they don't, if they don't, you know, that's them. Okay. Consent and communication. It's all about consent and communication. But know what you want. And if you just want some D, then be honest. I just want some good D. And you find the cute one and you get some good D. But if he's just like, baby, baby, I want to make you my wife and you just want that good D, let him know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fair to the other person. It's not. It's Communicate. not. Every, if, you, if you're open with your communication and the other person just sort of ignores you, well, that's their problem. And that's going to take us to our next thing because, you know, while we're talking about fucking and communication and being open and being a good person, there are some people that are not some good people who, to them, we have to say, Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Indeed. This week, we're talking R. Kelly, the Pied Piper, <laughs> a oh. pedophile who just won't go away. So last Can week, he just get R- lost? <laughs> at R. Kelly, his publicist, his lawyer, his manager, and someone else are all like, JK, we're done. This man has been preying on little girls for forever. He was Emma, married Emma. to Aaliyah when she was 15. Not married to, because... A marriage is legal. This was not legal. Because she was 15. Except in some states you can, honey. You can at 15 with parental consent. Okay. Just Um, checking. And it was... Alabama, Florida, a couple of those places have some young... Yeah, and that has its own issue, but we'll get there next week. I don't Um, know what those specific states, I just know that, you know. Yeah. Okay. But R. Kelly just... He... So he's been preying on little black girls for forever. And because, let's be honest, this country does not give a fuck about little black girls... Nothing has happened to him. No criminal charges has come against him. He actually still teaches at choirs in different high schools across high schools and middle schools across the country. He still goes out and does those things. He's around children every day. One of the girls in his sex cult 
which is a thing that we just aren't okay with saying. One of the girls in his sex cult said that when she escaped, the way she got in is someone's, someone showed her singing on YouTube to R. Kelly and he flew her and her mama out to a concert and she was like, ooh, let her come on the bus so I can, she can sing with me. And the mom was just like, okay, because it's R. Kelly and he's rich. No, like what the fuck? So go fuck yourself, R. Kelly, and fuck everyone who does not care about little black girls enough that we are only now canceling R. Kelly. That's the fucked up part. We just now decided to cancel him. So R. Kelly and all of you assholes who are like, can't we just separate the art from the person? Can't we just, can we still step in the name of love? No, you get to also go fuck yourself. Because if you're supporting the artist, his wealth is what allows him to get around all of these laws and to keep hurting people. So yeah, no, R. Kelly is canceled. He's muted. That's also a Twitter thing. Please go on and look up mute r kelly we are done with him if you play step in the name of love i'm looking at you sideways because i'm assuming you also like to fuck children yeah gidget so so she's in a mood my go fuck yourself this week is a little more serious minus to dead people it's been a hell of a few months for me and i'm over it and i would like people to just like you know stop dying for a hot minute and that's all i'm saying on that um (laughs) It's been it's been a bad couple of months for you. It's been rough. It's it's been a rough time, but you know, I, it, things seem to be leveling off at least. So that's that's an improvement. Yeah. And the weather's nice. And took a nice weekend. Went out with my girlfriends. Went shopping. We well, spent way too much money. We did, but but you know, I needed it. Needed to get out. It was a good time. You know, it was good therapy. Um, and speaking of therapy, hey, we're at the end of this, so we have a couple things to say to you. Take your meds, call your therapist, and pay black women. And I'm going to say consent and communicate. Oh, I see you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, we'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.